Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Today, we're here with Dave Pama, and he is a really interesting person. He has so many topics he could talk about with us today because, first of all, he's an ex-athlete. He was actually a what, what professional Say it for everybody. Yeah, yeah international athlete, really. International. Uh, competed at the British British Olympic trials, and then uh, I was reached the semifinals of the Commonwealth Games, which is, I think, the second biggest outside Olympic Games. Or wow. Games. Yeah, and yeah. that's the track, right? Track, yeah. 800 yeah. meters, 400 meters. Right. Okay, so there's that. He also yeah. has worked as a firefighter for over 25 years. He's yeah. overcome a lot of challenges. So we're talking about as entrepreneurs, as business owners, um, all the challenges you you guys face, and he's going to share a little bit more about that. But he's had to overcome things like racism, bullying, dyslexia, and he has turned all of this adversity into his current career as a life coach. And he wrote a book called Firefighting from Within, which um, he'll definitely be able to tell us a little bit more about. But he loves providing motivation, insight, and support to others who are struggling with their own personal battles. And uh, he went from you know many different careers and interests to finding what he really wanted to do, which is being a podcast host, a life coach, and supporting people, excuse me, supporting people with their motivation and mindset. So welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks so much for coming. You're welcome, you're welcome. Uh... Yeah, it's really, really great pleasure uh, come along to, to really uh, share some of the things I've been through. Um, some are quite unique. I mean, um, when I first joined as a firefighter, for instance, most people said they had never met a firefighter because, um, as with the other public services, people, you know, might eventually meet a police officer for whatever reason or met a nurse or, or something like that. But uh, so really what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I've been to incidents and experienced things that maybe not, you know, most people have come across yeah, and, and seen stuff as well. Absolutely. And I think one of the things I always think about when I think about my entrepreneur journey is like everything before becoming an entrepreneur, like trying to be an actress and trying to be a singer and, yeah. um, you know, some of the things growing up, it, it it's almost like it prepared you know, bad sales jobs, et cetera. It's almost like I feel like it prepared me to face more rejection and I haven't had to probably face as much as you have um, as far as adversity when it comes to being a firefighter and an athlete. I'm sure you've had to do a lot of things that were very hard. Um, yeah. But tell us, like, do you feel like, what, what did you, how did you decide that you wanted to take all these things that you've been through and turn it into this book and, and becoming a life coach? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, the fitness size has always always been in me because um, I, I did that from a young age. You know, at school, I was pretty useful as an athlete. Well, actually, you know, reached good levels. So fitness became 
part of a way of life for me um, to begin with. Um, and then although I, I kind of like teenage years, you sort of might mix with a crowd and, you know, party a bit and <laughs> almost sway off, you know, the, the, the track a bit. But, you know, the other thing is I did, uh, firefighting was one of the jobs I wanted to join and it took a while, but I eventually joined at the age of 25. Um, so that became my career. But the thing is, that, um, as well as experiencing those things early on in life, like bullying at school in particular, and with my, uh, I found out later in life I had dyslexia, and I, it all kind of made sense in that sense, and obviously some racism as well, um, which uh, just you know happened to be something I had to deal with. But um, I, um, what made me choose the path of going down the, the uh, coaching side was that I experienced some stresses anyway from from the job I think but also maybe post-traumatic and other things just started catching up with me you know towards the end of my career um and um I didn't really think much of it until I actually did retire and then um I really got some flashbacks a couple of scary ones and I decided to get sort of face it and and um find out what's really going on I wanted to try and find out what's going on so um I there's a charity called the firefight charity, which is like a rehab. And I've only done the physical side, like where athlete, um, sorry, athletes, um, firefighters get injured. I've, I've actually had injury physio as an athlete as well, but this is more serious because, you know, military and firefighting can have some very serious injuries and <laughs> psychological side as well. Um, so this, this time when I retired and I had these kind of psychological things and I was having nightmares and things like that, I found out about the symptoms and there was some serious suicide going on as well. Started sort of, numbers started increasing as well so I, I wanted to really get checked out and uh, went for the rehab on the psychological side did some mindfulness training and and everything else and you know spoke to psychologists there and uh, you know coaching was one of the things I mean I, I looked at sports coaching obviously it's, I've been around that but then I looked at life coaching which wasn't big when I first started it you know 25 years ago you didn't really hear about business coaching health coaching sports coaching as much um, it was probably tied in with fitness or personal training, which was just developing then as well, you know, but now it's it's really sort of a booming industry for, for most things for, you know, many people to choose now. So I, I decided to go down that road. Um, and before I actually retired, I was working on a book aimed at doing some motivational speaking called Firefighting from Within. People was asking me, oh, are you actually doing some life coaching, blah, 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 because it was more about my life and my experience you know, before I joined the fire service um, at school and some of the bullying and, and during, you know, just give me some analogies of how I coped. Um, and there's this uh, analogy of uh, which people use, how sports people, the mindset is also good for entrepreneurial mindset as well. So um, there's a lot of motivation speaking around that, which I used a couple in the book as well. Um, so that got me interested. Yeah, yeah that got me interested in, in the coaching yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to, um, you know, writing a book, starting a podcast, doing your life coaching, which all are all the things that you're working on yeah. right now, what have been some of the mindset things that you learned from your other careers and have transferred to entrepreneurship? Like what, what do you define as an entrepreneur mindset and how does somebody who maybe feels adversity in their business or they feel like it's hard, um, you know, what are some hacks or tools they can do to keep going? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the obvious ones, obviously, with um, goal setting and, and focusing are the main ones. But 
that it seems it sounds so simple to say that um but really we do choose a goal um which i learned as an athlete at first um you start with planning you know in the winter if, if it's a summer sport but you know any any even a boxer for a big fight or you know american footballers there's that side um and um dealing with adversity i mean the fact is that because i did get some some stressful moments and even sports people do and it's some that retire it's very common as well for them it's been a sort of a big difference in their life i would say that mindfulness helped a lot as well um so those things those two things really staying focused um and then i did use some meditation for warm-up visualization um and, and stuff like that i think in an entrepreneurship um if you're less stressed you're going to be more creative you're going to be able to actually be be ahead of the competition through through having a creative mind as well um and that works certainly works in in sports as well you know if you're more creative and more you know you, you can move around and feel better in you know and things like that find the right tactics and yeah. you're not under pressure you deal with the pressure you know um that's going to be the same with, with business as well okay so when you say mindfulness what does that truly mean well mindfulness um it's, it's, from my understanding, it's, it's having an awareness. It's really, really mind, having a mindful awareness of what's going on with your body, um, everything around you, really. I mean, even there's this thing of saying mindful eating. Um, and it's not just thinking about what you're eating that's healthy or anything like that. It's actually being mindful of how you're eating and, you know, and then you realize portion sizes and, and things like that. So it's really, it's really increases your awareness which does make a big difference i can say that very much um as i say um it's used a lot now before sports performance and you hear about people being in the flow or being in peak condition it, there's also a peak mental condition as well so that's all around mind mindfulness and okay that, that. yeah so wanting to um when it comes to you know being an entrepreneur, you have to be mindful about and aware of maybe your habits, um, how you're reacting to things, and so, yeah. also having goals, is, as you said, is important, being able to visualize those goals and feel what it would feel like to be at that goal. Um, so, yeah. so, so how, like, what have been some, like, hard moments you faced either with the racism or the bullying or whatever. And how did you, like, what's your ritual or or way of handling those things? Do you, um, because, you know, yeah, you can be mindful in those experiences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aware yeah. of, okay, this happened to me, right? Or this, this yeah. has occurred. Um, and I'm aware that I'm feeling bad, right? But, but what yeah. do you do to kind of grow through those experiences? Well, I'd say, um, first of all, it helps you deal, as I say, where, where you want to deal with pressure in sports. Um, it helps you deal with that to a certain point. But but let's face it, sports people, they, they experience racism as well. And, and, and let me tell you, they might not, they might slip out of their mindfulness and get angry and really retaliate towards the crowd. That, that happens in soccer. Sorry, my sports. Uh, we call it football, by the way, <laughs> not American football. <laughs> so, um, and it does happen a lot. And they want to retaliate sometimes to the crowd. But now there's this thing where they've organized something to say, you know what, 
the announcer's going to say stop the racism towards the football players or we're, they're just going to walk off and it has happened that is the way to deal with it um an organized demonstration where there's no violence works much better i mean i, I was into activism through my trade union as well and things like that. and i still you know I'm, I'm as well as being a mental health uh, advocate you know the stigma around that which is why suicide is growing because people don't want to speak out and it's good to talk about these things and it's the same with racism that's the way to deal with it through 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 the activism like that so that you can stop and help have people understand um because i know what's happening in the states it's where it happened recently where it grew it, it spread it around the world um there it's just the beginning but it will it's that people are now hopeful that you know from 50 years ago where you had the campaign it's actually developing and things are, are getting moving you know there's a process so that that's really if it's an organized peaceful way of doing it and you know through activism um because there's no other way around it um that would be the way way forward um so yeah yeah well and i think what you're saying is a couple things um because i agree like dealing with hardships and it, it doesn't mean that you have to act like just say well uh that's it is what it is and you know it's fine instead yeah. your energy is better channeled through activism and not bottling up these experiences these stories etc and i'm actually reading a book right now that's called um well i already finished it but it's called personality isn't permanent and he talks oh, about okay. or no actually it's in there's same author uh yeah, yeah power yeah. doesn't work so in both of these books he kind of talks about this theme that um when you bottle up things or you don't actively express something, it yeah. really takes a toll on your health, yeah, yeah. on your body, and and you just build up this resentment versus yeah, when yeah. you channel your energy in something productive that's gonna make a change and something that yep. you believe in and that's aligned and that you can find others who, you know, are with you, it's so much better because it's why should you take out something on yourself, on yourself. yeah about, exactly right? which is what's going on when i i thought no i have to because i thought i was doing i was doing fine you know i was successful really in my life in terms of you know what i was doing i knew what i went through but i had to really look at it and like i said you know football uh, sports people will still blow it you know even though they've had all this training and they're the top people i'm, I'm sure you'll see you know this times but i'll lose it still you know so i have to just be honest i'm a human you're a human being you yeah. know so you have to at times you have to speak out and say look i've got you know i've got to deal with something here or be honest about something and some people their marriages are saved because the husband or, or even the wife might say you know what i'm going to be honest it's my fault i've been drinking too much i've been whatever i've just you know and um i'm the one to blame and, and things might get sorted out and you're doing yourself you know fine as well rather than carrying on and because it could be ptsd or something that's affecting it and when you speak out about it, it actually helps and the wife of the wife or, or even the husband depending uh, will start understanding going through that you see yeah and when you say something out loud it loses power over you versus if you keep something bottled up or you're hiding something yeah. it tends to have power over you and they i they, in the book they also talk about um, how addiction is just lack or our bad habits really come from a lack of connection addiction yeah. comes from lack of connection so yeah. maybe if you're seeking alcohol you you don't have yeah, a connection yeah. with a purpose or you don't have a connection with 
people, social relationships, um, and you feel lonely or, or whatever. And so um, when it comes to, you know, what you were saying about goal setting and, yeah. and being able to visualize and being in momentum. Focused. Yeah. Focused, exactly. Half of the battle is trying to deal with things that make us lose focus and bad habits yeah. that pull us off of our goals. So how do you, what are some suggestions you have as somebody who's had to be very disciplined in your life um, for people who want to really be able to move towards their goals consistently? Yeah, um, well, the first thing is to say if you've got a coach, I suppose, really, because um, although you could first start, you could do stuff yourself, I suppose. There, there is self-help, a lot of self-help stuff around. I've got a self-help book, but really it's more of a memoir. You know, it's more more just putting stuff out and saying, look, this is how I looked at stuff from... But I think if you, if you have someone, uh, not necessarily only to ha hold you accountable, but just someone there to um, just guide you along the way, that helps a lot. So in sports, of course, you need the coach there. And I think it works the same in business and life as well. Um, with my own experience of being around coaches since a young age, since the age of 12, you know, so um, I know it works. So I think having a team, a good team around you as well. So the team can be your own family at home. It could be some friends that you choose that are going to be the right ones around you at the time if things are not going well with your business or, or, or it's looking like it's going well, but you want the right team to make sure it's not going to mess up or you want it to get more, you know, bigger. So team, you know, a coach, I think look at that, you know, sport, the, the life coaching and the coaching business now, it's derived from sports and then business. And now it's, as I say, it's everywhere. And it's the same, same concept. So really it's that, it's that. Yeah. And then developing your mindset, which I mentioned, you know, earlier. And that, that could be a personal journey as well for you, depending on your own makeup, you know, because everyone's right. personality is different. So. Yeah. And what you're saying is having a team or having a coach, it, it's, it's good because number one, they can give you the strategies and support and accountability. But number two, it changes your environment. And when you aren't around, like when you surround yourself with people who have higher standards or, and, and in a certain, in certain environments, when we feel like we're around people who challenge us, we just, we expect a different level from ourselves. Um, so I think that that's a really good point. And one of the things I want to shift to, because you've had a lot of uh, almost like identity shifts in your life. Like you've been an athlete, you've been a firefighter, you, yeah. you know, you're doing coaching and you're a podcast host now. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about as you've stepped into podcast host, author and coach, you know, identity. Um, yeah how have you been growing this confidently? Like, tell me a little bit more about what have you been doing to um, get some of these results you're getting? Because your podcast, for example, is really uh, taking off and yeah. has a lot of great guests. So, so tell us a little bit about that shift at number one and, and how you've just like taken it by storm. And then number two, uh, I do want to ask you a little more about the podcast and how you've grown that. Cause we have a lot of people yeah. who, listen who have podcasts yeah yeah um podcast does help a lot and I, I must admit i did go on um 
a podcasting um, workshop. There's many of them. And, and I didn't need to. I started it off on my own. But then I needed an extra push because I wanted to monetize it through the coaching. It was the right one for me to do that. So, um, it, again, it's like where you have a coach and a team and you, you're kind of being held accountable. So it's a business coaching. You know, it's worth spending the money on. So that, that's what helped. Um, I started um, – well, I, anyway, the journey started with the book just before I retired from the fire service about five years ago, five, six years ago. So the book was published, self-published, as you say, but it, it's published through one of those vanity – whatever. it's through Hay House – self-publishing department anyway but anyway it's not hay house publishing okay so um that the idea was really to uh, you know i i thought okay yeah here's my career coming to an end my actual official career as a professional firefighter and uh, what, what to do I, you know i weren't really doing track coaching or sports coaching anymore or anything like that and I, you know personal training was kind of a little flirtation thing um so i looked at Oh, the motivation of speaking was growing, you know, and I actually networked with a lot online mainly, and I was doing some personal development work, and there were some reasonably good motivational speakers, both in the US and UK mainly. So Facebook was just growing, you know, just started growing, obviously, by the mid, you know, uh, five years ago. It's huge then. So um, that looked like the likely thing. So they, a lot of them had books. You don't necessarily have to have a book, but it helps, um, from what I've been told anyway. So it started from there. So I did get this book published with the help of a motivational speaker from Arizona and she published a book. She said, I'll help you. So that's, she co, kind of co, co-authored it or con- contributed, you could say, but it was my book to, to use to help me. But the speaking didn't take off too much just because I wasn't really able to, to travel much. So um, I did some sort of book signings and a few speaking stuff. But then, um, as I say, I had the stressful moments that came up and I went for the the firefighters charity mindfulness rehab thing and then um someone sort of mentioned are you a life coach when they looked at the book on my website at the time which just had my book and some blogging stuff and i always thought about doing podcasting at the same time so um after i did the mindfulness uh, rehab in 2018 i started the podcast and i put it out there that i, I actually wouldn't mind being a, a life coach so i took a, a kind of introductory course and build it up from there and then put it out that I'm doing coaching now. And then that's when I got headhunted by Aura, which is like um, an app, like a mindfulness app, like um, Calm and Headspace. Uh, although nice. they're rivaling them. Yeah, they're rivaling them. So they asked me if I'd like to be a coach because of, you know, some of the things I was putting out. So now they're growing their community. Um, so that's that's what made me think, okay, well, I'm going to focus on the coaching and the podcasting now because I'm doing some um, audio tracks for the for the app you see um, just speaking some okay. of it's from the ch- some of its chapters from my book and some of it is what I've uh, an extension you know of instead of doing yeah. motivational speaking it's doing it on audio for the app for the mindfulness app um, so um, uh, so that that started developing from there so I just built on the coaching courses and then I start, I said I'm, I'm going to tell Topia I'm starting my own podcast show which was the Dave Palmer show which Hillary is a very nice guest on my show recently <laughs> and then I, I just yeah I, I, I started picking up guests uh, some were friends that I've known from international sports and business people that I networked with personal event world and obviously on Facebook you can just suddenly pick up guests and you'll find that people would like to be guests on the show but for some reason, it, I just, I don't know, some people get drawn to you if you if you do it right or if you, depends on the content 
I mean, Hillary might be able to tell you more about that. She's sort of sales and marketing. But yeah. what I do know, yeah, what I do know is podcasting is definitely one of the marketing tools um, and a good tool to have anyway. I think podcasting is huge. Obviously, life coaching is a huge industry now, you know, and business coaching. Yeah. So um, it's one of the tools. Um, it's great to have. During the lockdown, during the lockdown, I had a lot more people approaching me. I know I approached Hillary because I like her concept of what she's doing. And she also went on the um, one of the coaching uh, things I really admire. Um, yeah, the, uh, Institute. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is ICF accredited. Um, so um, I wanted her on my show anyway because I saw a few things that she's doing. Uh, she's a beautiful singer, by the way. <laughs> Sorry Thank <about> that. you. <laughs> so anyway, because <laughs> I've got people in show business and the music business as well, so that's why it caught my attention. You know, sports and entertainment's kind of you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, saying that, podcast is a mixture of education and entertainment. By the way, so um, if you can actually entertain your guests whilst educating them, that that is really you know, good content as well, as well as having some kind of good way of interviewing. But I, I just just did it naturally, really. Um, if, if you can't, there's, there's stuff out there to help you get the content, content out or, you know, maybe Hillary's marketing skills might point in the right direction with, yeah. you know, getting the right content to market with. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, got it. So you had, um, I want to actually point back to the Aura thing because when they approached you, how did they – because this, you know, a lot of people listening would love a sponsor or an opportunity to get in front of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. How did they approach right, you? Yeah. How did they find you? Yeah, so I had it before I did the um, podcast, I had a blog which has some malware on my WordPress site. I'm not on WordPress now, I'm just on another one to do my podcast, put my podcast on. So I didn't podcast in, I just put the odd blog with photographs and videos of more, more things I'm doing, but inspirational as well at the same time. And this was going on from 2010 to around 2018-ish, maybe. But it was just before I started the podcast because the malware, I had to just completely scrap that website and then start all over again. I thought, well, you know what, I'm going to do podcasting. You know, that's what's actually really the, the trend, you know, what's going on. And it suits me better. I prefer podcasting than uh, blogging, although there's nothing wrong with blogging. So um, when I put out uh, a blog saying, right, okay, I've just qualified as a coach and I'm now going out and doing this and starting putting some stuff out, the Daniel, who's one of the, um, and his brother is the directors, and they just started the app then. Um, said, Yeah, Dave, we've just seen your, you know, info. We love it. And uh, can we get on a Skype call with you? I spoke to Daniel. He told me the background why he started it, um, which is more personal to him. You know, like I went personal with mine, my story. And then he said, Yeah, we really want you on board. And then um, uh, there's a number of mindfulness coaches, life coaches, like, uh, the channel I'm on, sleep coaches, because it's a sleep app as well. In fact, it's getting known as a, a sleep app. Um, and a few other things, stories, there's gratitude uh, stuff, music for relaxation and, and things like that. So it's uh, that's how the app works. Um, and that's how he approached me. And I've just been putting uh, some audios. I, I started off putting a few. And then, um, and so, as I say, a few was chapters from my book um, and then extended it. As you do with speaking, you use your book as an extension for your workshops and, and things like that from the book. So, yeah. Um, but the latest couple have been uh, more around the COVID situation with the stressful moments that people must be going through, really. So, yeah, that's how it started. And uh, now they're extending uh, the community a bit more so we can reach out yeah. and mix the co coaches cool. with the community. Yeah. Love it.
Yes, so having that um, opportunity was really good. And then when you have, so you have your book, which everybody who's listening here, having a book is a great lead magnet almost, or a way to get people introduced at a very low barrier. You know, they're not buying a thousand dollar coaching program, but they get to know about your method. They kind of buy into it and do it themselves, right? And so then they're more more motivated to be like, okay, like I like his work. I like what it's done for me Um, and that kind of thing. And by the way, if anybody here listening on the show wants to write a book, contact me. I can put you in touch with a couple people who are really awesome with that. Um, Not writing your book for you, but you know what I mean. So uh, just helping you promote it. But anyways, so so you had your book and then you had the podcast and notice how what you're doing here is you're creating this like you're just putting yourself out there and you're creating a little bit of a value ladder right so you have this book yeah. you have the podcast you're you're in this app um and and then with the podcast what you said about how it's important to entertain and educate people that yeah. is so true because I find the podcasts I get hooked on have little moments where they're funny or they have, um, you know, it's just that's not, it, yeah. it's not like somebody saying here's step one, here's step yeah, two. That's right. And I'm by yeah, my that's right. right. <laughs> so I think what you said, you nailed it when it comes to what makes a good yeah, yeah. podcast and having big guests, like the fact that you probably had some big guests has helped it grow because they're sharing yeah. it with their networks and their audience. And the reason originally, and I kind of forgot about this, but the reason I started my podcast was because I just wanted to talk to cool people. And I just yeah, wanted yeah. an excuse to say, hey, like, let's talk, right? So um, that's- That's that. how it starts, isn't it? It's just conversation, yeah. isn't it, really? People people yeah. love just digging into podcasts anyway, irrespective of who they are. And they, they think, yeah, I love this podcast, you know, that. Just mm-hmm. from the conversations. And, yeah. yeah you don't so, exactly. Like, we probably wouldn't have built a relationship or talked if- we didn't have podcasts. Um, so, so that's really a good thing that you point, I mean, that podcasts are for too. And the last thing, so what, um, so you have these different things going for you, right? Um, is there anything else you advice you would give to entrepreneurs who are kind of like, yeah, I'm doing these things, but they're not taking off yet. Or I feel discouraged um what would you say to them um i'd say just keep digging in through the tough times or difficult times challenges i mean we are going through that now so actually this industry you're in now which um heather is um coaching you through or offering her her marketing stuff is actually a good time it's a good opportunity to, to really put yourself out there I don't think it's one of those industries that's going to suffer like, say, obviously the, the travel industry, the air, airline, you know, <laughs> things like that. This isn't isn't one of those things that's going to go <laughs> like that. But you do need to put the hard work. And, and even coaches themselves, coaches need coaches and, and there'll be tough times. And even with Hillary, if you find her a personable person, she's actually a coach. If you need to, you know, something's going bad. It's not just only, oh, you know, this is just about marketing, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's what I, that's how I pick it up on, on Hillary anyway. And the same for me. But the thing is, it's really, I mean, my, my thing was running, but I could have done different sports. I could have, you know, some people, I was good at many sports, but there are, there are rough times through the 90 minutes of a soccer game, or football, we call it football, sorry, but, but 
they're not going to keep thinking about that bad tackle and they've just twisted ankle or, or they got knocked out. They're, if they can come around after 10 minutes, they're going to carry on. So you've got to get through that that little trough of that time. So me, you know, if I think, oh, no, I feel like stopping now. This, this run is really like, it feels like the toughest run I've had. And if you keep going, I found out I ran a personal record or personal best because of how bad, how tough it was. It means you're doing well sometimes and you're actually going for the best time ever. Best performance, I should say. Yes. Best performance. That's a little performance coaching there for you. <laughs> so I'll I say that. It. Just keep digging in in your mind. And, and mindfulness comes in there in play there as well. So I think about my breathing, my form, that. You, you focus on yourself and just pick yourself up and just make sure you just keep going. Obviously, if you're injured or, or something really bad, I'm talking about sports now. Yeah. Obviously, if with the business, if something really bad is going on, if someone's obviously if bereavement or, or something and it had to stop for a while, you have to do it. You know, right. I mean, businesses had to stop. Yeah. for the last few months you right. know right so, so i i hear okay so it's, but also what you just said applies to business like yeah focus on the process of your business your form you know what you are training meaning what are you putting out there for your marketing yeah, yeah. uh you know paying attention do i have any injuries or holes in my business right so yeah there's gonna be some tough times as well yeah yeah it's and just how you get through it I, yes, and um, my kitten's making an appearance because I was going to say I, I thought it was a little dog, but <laughs> I was going to say nice doggy, but anyway, it's a kitten. <laughs> a little, a I, wasn't, I wasn't looking properly. <laughs> oh, it's a kitten. But okay. Climbs up my leg and cries if I don't. All right, I can see oh, it now. <laughs> he got in here somehow. But anyways, um, I I think what you're saying is really valuable, and you know I didn't mean to leave this until the end, but since I have you here, and because you know you know you you are. Um, actively an anti-racist and helping with with all that can you yeah. give us some advice um for how in our business we can be inclusive and and be doing what's right ah uh yeah i mean it's, 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 it's a long topic really but um Maybe we have to yeah we might have to break it up into a yeah yeah um yeah, I mean, it's hard in terms of I don't know your business and I don't know how it is. But yeah. I think really you want to look at the top if you're the, the CEO or, or, you know, if it's a government leader, they're the ones that need to make the shift and mm -hmm. sort of bring it down, cascade it down. Because really on the ground, you're going to get all kinds of people with all kinds of opinions. And you can see what's going on the ground in America at the moment. You know, <laughs> obviously now, you know, he's bringing in the, like National Guards and whatever, <laughs> federal. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is we don't want that kind of war going on. And, and really at the top, if there's a, a mindset, mindset shift with, you know, the government, uh, the president, with the CEO of a big company like Starbucks, Amazon, whatever um uh, Ser uh, serena williams husband stood down and said i want you know i i don't want this in history 2020 is now going to be a historical date forever you know so i don't want this to someone to say what did you do in 2020 then oh you didn't step aside and let you know it's, it's a shift that has to come from the top i know at the bottom there's a lot more work and it, it's a topic forever but that's what i would say anyway to start with to start with yeah Okay. Uh, a shift to, to to work on inclusiveness for all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you for uh, coming on today and definitely might be something we have to explore more uh, in the future. Yeah. And Dave, I really appreciate you for coming on the show today and check out his podcast. He has 
so many awesome guests and yeah. it's just a wealth of knowledge and um we'll talk soon yeah Haley, thanks very much for bringing me the show you. and uh I'll, I'll be you know uh willing to come on anytime you want again we can talk about wow. other topics so cool all right Excellent. thank you Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.